So, it's that time of year again when Aunt Edna tries to come for you when you didn't send for her. Uncle Jesse wants to talk to you about the book of Revelation because we're living in our last days. And your mom, in as many ways as she can articulate, reminds you that you have gained a few pounds. Where's Cousin Skeeter with the loud... Good day, good evening, my beautiful children of the sun. It's Amari Freeman here, and you are now tuned into the No Cream, No Sugar podcast, where we like all things like we like our coffee. All right now, it's that time of year where we come together, Black people, to celebrate family, togetherness, and good eating, not in the name of the holiday, because we know better. But we still enjoy this day off anyway, and use it as a time to be in each other's space-ish. Because there's some do's and don'ts this year to Black holidays and Black gatherings that we have to brush up on since we've all been dealing with Miss Rona this year. So our Black social skills might need a little dust off, you know, knock off that rust. It's also that time of year where many of you complain about a gluttonous shopping weekend being named Black. I personally never understood the big deal because like T.T. Maxine, I reclaim things. So I use Black Friday to do just that. Buy Black. So we'll be getting into a few ways to support Black businesses this weekend and the rest of this year, the rest of this foreverdom, and rethink some of our philosophies around money spending and investing. Let go. But first, let's get into my situation over here. I was on Amazon buying my pet food and Miss Oprah was the hero on the homepage with her favorite things. So I clicked to see what Mother Winfrey had on her little list and came across Red Bay Coffee. Now I heard of them before and I just hadn't had a chance to get a sip of their coffee. And since it's Black Business Friday, what? yep, that's what I reclaimed and renamed it as. I went ahead and scooped up that holiday kit. The kit includes three of their most popular roasts, Coltrane, Motherland, and King's Prize. All of them are well-balanced medium roasts that I enjoy over ice because I'm an iced coffee individual. But hot is bomb too. Red Bay Coffee Roasters was founded in 2014 out in Oakland. They are committed to ensuring coffee production is not only high quality and sustainable, but a vehicle for diversity, inclusion, social and economic restoration, entrepreneurship, and environmental sustainability. A few of my favorite things. They are also all about hiring and serving people of all backgrounds, striving to be diverse and inclusive of those who have traditionally been left out of the coffee game, especially people of color, the formerly incarcerated women and people with special needs. A few more of my favorite things. So go on over to Amazon and click on Mother Oprah's favorite things and get you a little gift kit that is Red Bay Coffee. Or you could go to their website, redbaycoffee.com. So it's Thanksgiving and COVID. The CDC and Dr. Fossey are begging us to not travel or gather for Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure a lot of us brown people will be ignoring those begs and pleas. And I am a proponent of preparing people, not preventing people. Alliteration for the win. So I have a few thoughts and suggestions on how to black Thanksgiving responsibly. Disclaimer, not an expert on this. I am no doctor. I am no herbalist. I'm just a regular human being with a high volume of exceptional sense that is often mischaracterized as common. I also come from a big ass family where we've had to consider space when all 50 of us are all together. 
So let's start by spreading out as much as possible. Give grandma and TTs in the kitchen the appropriate space in there. Ain't Charlotte don't want your impatient ass over her shoulder? No way. If your family is country big like mine, consider something outdoors and make the appropriate accommodations for that. Get some space heaters and maybe some tents. Leave them open for ventilation, of course. Space out the tables. Work with the space here, people. Designate individual responsibilities. For instance, one person makes plates, one person makes drinks, one person becomes the coat checker of sorts. The less hands touching stuff, the better. Designate the cheering with their little asymptomatic asses into a certain section as far away from the elders as possible. Hold the elders responsible because they like to think they grown and can do whatever they want to do. Make them wear their masks when they are not eating and drinking. And no, they can't go back there with a cheering R, period. Hold your hotel cousins responsible because on top of them thinking the earth is flat. What? Yes, flat. They think the disease is a hoax. So make them wear a mask when they are not stuffing their faces. And if they want to get indignant and not want to wear it, not a problem. Just threaten to tell your favorite Aunt Mary Sue, a.k.a. their mother, about their fourth grandchild in two years by a fourth queen spelled K-W-E-E-N that she hasn't met or even knows being on the way. Problem solved. Hold yourself responsible. Like too much liquor at the club, family can have you making questionable decisions. I'm no exception. After Cupid shuffling outside my younger cousin's yard to celebrate their degree from Tuskegee, I realized that they are worth the risk. But I walked it by myself six feet apart from them and brought my mask and gloves because I had bought the lads some champagne to celebrate their achievement responsibly. And that's the theme, black folks. Responsibly. Speaking of responsibly, don't pass the Dutch. In fact, bring your own supply, please. Now, I'm not a smoker. I don't judge smokers. Whatever brings you peace, as long as it's not harmful to the next, by all means indulge. But one of the reasons smoking never really appealed to me is that it is intrinsically germy. I've seen enough blunt making and smoker circles in my short little life to unapologetically consider it a dirty little saliva fest. That's yucky. Absolutely. You're trusting way too much that the people preparing and sharing those joints wash their hands and brush their teeth. And before you say, Amari, the fire cleanses it. No, 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 no. That's not how that process works. Not going to be a nerd about it and explain. Just, just please, please, please bring your own joints. At the sake of being repetitive, mask, gloves, distance, period. Lysol and disinfectants, readily available. Clean up after yourselves. TT is too busy, masked up and gloved up, helping the kids to be out here cleaning up after your grown ass. This next one is for the new blacks because they like to act brand new. Consider using plasticware, recyclable preferably because we still love the earth. And keep up with your red cups, please. Wash your hands. Now, I know one would think that that too is rhetorical, especially at this point, but I'm going to say it anyway, because COVID has exposed us to a lot of individuals' nasty ass habits. Apparently, a lot of you men folk were out here going to the restroom and walking right past the sink, which makes them asking women what was taking us so long make a whole lot more sense. And hand sanitizer is not a substitute for washing your hands. What? Nope. 
No, ma'am. Hand washing reduces the amount of all types of germs and chemicals on your hands. But if soap and water are not available, you can use hand sanitizer with 60% or more alcohol in it to remove some germs from your hands. But the preferred way to get germs and gunk and goo and dust off your hands is good old fashioned hand washing people. Speaking of good old fashioned hand washing people, do so before and after grace. Please and thank you. And finally, blow kisses and air hugs on the way out the door this year. Elbow taps work too. I know that one's going to be a little hard to practice, especially for the huggers of the world, but at least try. And no church hugs are not a viable substitute. We're going to get through this by working together, Black people. Reducing the spread of Miss Rona is going to take some compromise from everybody so let's all be mindful so we can all enjoy grandma's sweet potato pie without putting her at risk of catching a deadly virus so now that we've made some adjustments to accommodate miss rona's unwelcome ass let's take a second to grab another cup of coffee take a sip sip and really get our minds right so we can properly discuss our plan of action when our family inevitably crosses boundaries like gucci main rapping his jeezy diss track to Jeezy's face. <laughs> Pardon the interruption, but it's time to get into a dab of petty. Mm-hmm. Just a dab, though, because I'm not the shade room. I'm not TMZ. Celebrity petty is not my ministry. But I have to get into this versus, honey, because there are some of you, if not many of you, who think Jeezy won the versus battle, which is cool. No tea, no shade, per se, because I, too, felt that Gucci Mane left a lot of jams on the table. I was waiting for Freaky Girl personally so sure young Jeezy won the versus battle but Gucci Mane LaFleur won the war because Gen Z may not be old enough to know and the millennials and generation X may be too old to remember perhaps falling victim to being prisoners in time but there's a reason children why Gucci Mane LaFleur went to jail and Jeezy has to sleep with that on a nightly basis so burr. and on that terrible impersonation of gucci man note that draws a conclusion to this episode's dab of petty dj bring that beat back like gucci man rapping his jeezy diss track to jeezy's face family has got some audacity there's a misconception that blood makes dehumanization permissible and i know you fucking lying so this is how we are going to handle tea and shade ill-considered preparations and unprotected spaces from now on with the kinfolk not just thanksgiving and christmas but all family functions all year round let's start with tea and shade now first things first there's some ground rules to tea and shade that we got to get out of the way Number one, thou shalt not throw it with thou can't receive it. If you are not prepared for a clapback, then keep your little mouth shut. Number two, aim for a nip. Tea and shade is like eye for an eye. They spoke of you, towards you recklessly. So take out they throat. Now they speechless. Number three, show no mercy. Be ruthless. I'm talking gladiator ruthless. The goal is to set the tone that you will not be tolerating foolishness and mayhem towards you. Period. So clap back mightily early and often. And finally, number four, grandma is off limits. Grandpa is debatable, but grandma is off limits. As long as she's not coming for your humanity, in which case you kiss her on the forehead, air kiss her because, you know, it's COVID, and say, now, granny, you too close to glory to be talking like that. 
Is this a serious form of shade? Now, those are the ground rules. Are we clear on that? Yes. Good. Because everybody else can sip this tea and catch this shade. Mom can get it. Pops can get it. TT and uncle can get it. And the youngest baby cousin can get it too. Because he always stay running around here thinking he grown. Now, let's build on the foundation we've set. Make sure you have the appropriate side eye to go with your clapback. Not all side eyes are created equally. The side eye for bringing up your sister's trifling baby daddy is not the same side eye you throw for asking your cousin why he always sniffling at his nose. Leverage COVID to your advantage this year. If a dusty relative wants to try and grab your newly acquired love handles, smack those hands as hard as you can and say politely, six feet please. Somebody brings up your business with foul intentions, spritz some Lysol in their direction and go, ugh, germs. Speaking of props, I love a good prop. I'm queen of dropping that salt shaker in front of whoever is salty about my glow up. I also use brooms for trash and dusters for dust. Try it. It's quite gratifying. Finally, show some discretion. Some things don't require a clapback. Some things require a simple boy bye. And some things require a more serious tone. Like ill-considered preparations. You've been vegan for five years now, shawty. You are past the stage of proselytizing and promoting healthier eating habits to them folk. Tell them to stop acting brand new and make a small thing of collard greens without the neck bone, damn it. Or you've been a big old queen your whole life. No one's pretending for kinfolk, not in 2020, 2021, 2023, no ma'am. Or you've gained a few pounds and now kinfolk want to monitor your plate. Tell them instead of monitoring your plate, monitor they uppers and lowers because everyone but you is on high blood pressure pills. And if they can't love you a big Gucci Mane, then they don't deserve you a little Gucci Mane. Then chuck deuces. Speaking of chucking deuces, let's briefly discuss unprotected spaces. I say briefly because I feel it to be simple. Don't really understand kinfolk struggle with this. If someone is there that has done harm to you and kinfolk knows, yet they keep allowing their presence on some sister sled shit, leave. We are family, my ass. On your way out the door, let them know. You all are well aware of what they have done to me. And not only do you not acknowledge it, you unapologetically continue to insist that I share space with them, absent of retribution and remorse. That lets me know that y'all don't give a fuck, so I'm out. When y'all are ready to take real steps toward healing this matter, I'll reconsider my presence at such events. Until then, I'm out. This also applies to exes who had access to the family during y'all's relationship. Family loves inviting the ex they liked and wish you hadn't dropped. Leave that foolishness too and tell your kinfolk, well, then you date them. Because your safety and well-being is more important than some goddamn turkey and dressing. I also view family differently than a lot of black people. I feel like a lot of us give family, especially the male members, too much leeway in the treatment of its members under the misguided notion of the consistency of blood. Meaning family out here thinking they could be cruel, abusive and or violent to one another with no remorse or ramifications, because as we like to say, that's your family. I am under the mindset that that's complete and utter ass backward bullshit your family should be loving they should be supportive as well as protective and ever evolving they should not seek to be cruel or abusive or violent and if someone in the family has been those things to you it is the responsibility of the other family members to support you and hold that other one accountable and if they struggle with that exile their asses self-care is the best care now let's take this moment to re-up on our situation 
because I've said a lot, maybe even triggered some people. My apologies if I have. We all know family can work a nerve. So let's all just take a big little, a quick little debrief and decompression so that we can properly discuss how to get that dollar circulating on this upcoming Black Friday. Along with Thanksgiving, Christmas, Kwanzaa, it's also that time of year where we complain about a gluttonous shopping extravaganza entitled Black Friday. I've never cared about the title of this Friday and you shouldn't either black people. In fact, it's time for us to pull a TT Maxine Waters and reclaim this day because unpopular opinion. I wasn't understanding when you all were on this thing about boycotting black Friday. What? No. In fact, I disdain boycotts wholeheartedly. One, the idea of using boycott as a strategy for black liberation is outdated and ineffective for whatever reason, Everything has evolved on this earth, but the people's strategy for protest. But that's another rant for another episode. Two, the fundamentals behind boycotting fundamentally doesn't sit well with my spirit. You're literally saying, I will not spend my dollars at this said business until they meet this said demands. That that doesn't really make sense to me. That feels like a ransom to me and I shouldn't have to ransom out my money. It just seems to me that being the OPP's competitor speaks louder than being their consumers. Just saying. So no, we will not be boycotting this Friday. We will reclaim it and rename it. And so it shall be Black Business Friday. Boom. Done. So here are some ways we could be blackity black on blackity black business Friday. Go out and spend your money at some tried and true black businesses or go out and explore some up and coming ones. One thing that COVID hasn't stopped is anybody's hustle. There are so many black businesses taking their turn at bat right now that it's a true testament to black resilience. You can buy underwear from black people. You can buy shoes from black people. You can buy clothes, hygiene, hair products. You can get a cell phone and a cellular plan right now from a black owned wireless company. You can get wine. You can get alcohol from black people. Food of all varieties, soul food, vegan, vegetarian, raw, Caribbean, Ethiopian, Jamaican, all the black people food. The sky's the limit, black people. Okay, as long as you have a computer or a cell phone, you literally are just an app away from a black owned business. And then 2020's got some OPPs riddled in guilt. So they are coming up with all kinds of ways to expose you black people to other black people who sells stuff? Yes, I'm kind of whispering on that shit because I wasn't expecting it from 2020. Also art, go find you a black artist and support them. Don't just follow them on Instagram and heart their artwork. Buy the shit, people. Did you know there's a black Amazon? What? Yep, it's called webuyblack.com. They got what you're looking for, shouted. Books, clothes, hygiene, children and toys. And it's all made by black people. So hop on over to webuyblack.com and tint your money black. Oh, and it's still November. Go on down to buyfromablackwoman.org and buy you something from a black woman. As much as I enjoy celebrating and letting the whole world know about black businesses to support, I'm also an advocate of seeing yourself as a business. So how can we invest in ourselves to make our money grow? The simplest way to get started with that is having your own bank account from a black owned bank. There are about 
three or four-ish in the country with the latest one being Greenwood, which is a fully digital bank. So you don't even have to worry about a bank being in your location. Look for an account that is interest-bearing so your money is not just sitting there getting stale and make an account for the children. Introduce them to the concept of currency much, much earlier in life and not in the ways that we have traditionally done so, Black people. Let's undo some shit, Black people. Let's see not thinking in a poverty state of mind as the form of resistance it should be. So let's go back to the children for an example. Black parents, instead of giving your kids $20 and and telling them to go to the store with a list that's worth $25, let's not do that anymore. While it does teach them how to be resourceful, it also puts them in a poverty state of mind. There's other ways to teach them how to make a dollar out of 75 cents. So instead of giving them that $20 and saying, work with it, Give them that $20 and say, make it grow. Then go pop you a bag of popcorn and go have you a seat because you got a front row view to some black kid magic. Another thing we can do this Black Friday is step up our financial literacy. YouTube is amazing. Google stocks and a whole bunch of videos will come up of people willingly giving you free information on the stock market. Google car loans and you'll get a whole bunch of articles telling you not to get them damn things. There's so many YouTube videos on how to fix your credit. I have genuinely lost count. So use the resources available to you that will allow your wallet to flourish. Another way we can unlearn and reject poverty state of mind is by seeing the value in one another, i.e. cooperative economics. Unpopular opinion. Phrases and philosophies such as generational wealth, financial freedom, or any phrase or verbiage that suggests we can buy our way out of oppression is futile. Mm-hmm. Racism is an extension of capitalism, and you cannot participate in capitalism without exercising the principles of racism at some point. We need to create our own system that not only works for us, but only us, because capitalism will never fund black liberation. So after you've stuffed your face with turkey and dressing and you console your uncles because the cowboys have lost again, (laughs) reclaim Black Friday by going online and buying something from a black person and investing in yourself. So what do we talk about today, children? COVID Thanksgiving is upon us. Make sure we are washing our hands, wearing our gloves, got the Lysol on deck, keeping six feet away from TT and grandma, keeping the little asymptomatic kids away, bringing our own joints and celebrating responsibly. We are also practicing self-care for this Thanksgiving. If one of our relatives thinks they are sipping our tea, we are throwing shade right back at them, aiming straight for they need. And we are removing ourselves from any situation or environment that we feel is unsafe for our well-being. Finally, once our food has digested, we will get up and celebrate Black Friday by being blackity, blackity, black, 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 and supporting blackity, blackity, black, black, black businesses, as well as our blackity, black, black, black selves. Capiche? Yes. Wonderful. And that's a wrap for this week's episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Adamari Sips. Check out this episode's description to snatch the links to those fabulous Black-owned businesses that I mentioned in today's episode. Once more, that Patreon is a-coming because... This ish ain't free. So until next week, boys and girls, and all the beauty in between. And remember, by any means necessary, Amari out. <laughs> <laughs>